Several of the bull season exit meetings happened yesterday, and we're going to talk about what are some of the biggest things and details, and how does it inform what what could come this offseason from those exit meetings. We're also going to dive into the mailbag, all that and more, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, even during the offseason. So with that said, you guys can follow me right at CEO Hayes. You can also follow uh, the show itself at Bulls Central Pod. Let's go ahead and get into it for today, right? So the season-ending press conferences happened yesterday. AK, Billy, Kobe, Nikola Vucevic, DeMar, Zach Levine all went down yesterday. Don't know if we can expect any more to come over the next coming days. If they are, we will cover it here. But I want to talk about some of the details and kind of how it makes me think what's going to happen this offseason. So first, the one thing that came out of this, and AK said adamantly, the Chicago Bulls will not blow it up and are not going into a full rebuild. Now, if you guys have been listening to me for a while now, I've been telling you guys that. I've been saying that literally since this whole mindset of the Bulls should blow it all up. It's not happening. That's not what this team is doing. And so, you know, that means that this is going to put the Bulls in the situation where they're going to have to get uh, creative in the offseason to really improve this team. Now, some of the things that AK said and some of the players said, we're going to talk about that. Um, but, you know, AK also, uh, you know, said that he wanted to re-sign both Vooch and Kobe, that he wanted them to remain with the Bulls. Both players as well saying that they want to remain with the Bulls. Kobe White saying that he understands it's a business. But uh, he did say, you know, he feels like he can be a starting point guard right now when he was asked about if he could fill that void uh, with Lonzo being out and things like that. And, you know, he said that at one point in his career, he understands why he wasn't a solid starting point guard, why it didn't work out for him. that He was trying to be something that he wasn't, but he does feel like his game now and him being comfortable being him, that he does feel he can he can get that starting role. And so, you know, I don't know what that says for what he may go out and try to look at. Keep in mind, he's a restricted free agent, much like when Zach Levine's initial free agency after coming to the Bulls. So he could go out and try to find a deal somewhere else to force the Bulls to match or not. Hopefully him and the Bulls can work out some deal there. But Kobe White, the one thing that you got from his ending presser is just the confidence and the awareness of like where he is, how he is as a player and things like that. And that feels very good. Now, Vooch as well, the other free agent in that, said that you know the Bulls will get first priority, that he does want to come back to Chicago, but he does plan on, on testing the free agent market, that he is open to doing that. So, you know, that does put the pressure on the Bulls possibly to match, maybe to get a higher salary. Um, You know, AK, you know, talked about him wanting to bring them back. And actually, kind of almost AK said that he wanted to bring everybody back, which shout out to Casey Johnson, who he then kind of pressed AK and saying like, look, it sounds like you want to bring everybody back, but we know this ownership group doesn't pay the luxury tax. So it's not really possible. And we'll talk about some of that and what that means uh, going into the future. So. But, you know, so that's with those two free agents, at least. And overall with AK, it seems like he did understand, like, the, the issues. And, you know, he even said this, one of the, the quotes from AK, it will be a priority for us to kind of change our shooting profile because it's very difficult for us to get into every game with such a deficit. We're in last rate in free throw, I'm sorry, in three-point rate. Uh, we're last in three-point field goals made. It's almost like we're going into every game with an eight-point deficit deficit to make up for it. And that that's, a, we, we know. Welcome to the party, AK. We knew this is why at the trade deadline when you decided not to add much shooting or size, we all questioned it, right? That's why in the offseason when adding shooting was quote-unquote signing Goran Dragic, we had, we, we had questions about that. Now, we know that you did try to sign Danilo Gallinari, so maybe that is, you know, points in the route that the, the Bulls may try to go back to in this offseason, but, you know, it, it is for that. Now, he was asked about 
Lonzo Ball in his contract. He refused to answer any questions in regards to what the Bulls may do with filing for one of those exceptions for Zoe's contract. Now, he did say that he is confident that Zoe can make a return eventually, but he didn't a- answer those questions. And he said this in regards to not going out and getting the point guard last offseason. He says, I don't have any regrets because I had to wait for clarity. We're going in with the hopes he was going to play with us, and, and that didn't happen, and I had to adjust afterwards. That's how we're going to look at it. I don't know his timeline, but we're going to make adjustments and tweaks to the roster to address that. So it seems like point guard is going to be a high priority for the Chicago Bulls. Again, welcome to the party, AK. We all knew that that was going to be something that needed to be done. And I didn't expect AK to say to come out and say, no, we're going to file for the disabled player exception. We're going to file for a career-ending injury exception. Don't expect that to happen, right? I didn't expect him to come out and say that, but at least it seems like he does understand that, listen, those are tools at the Bulls' disposal, and they know that they do have to improve the point guard position in some type of way. So, you know, again, a lot of this with AK, I'm not going to lie, it was frustrating um, from some of the things AK said even. You know, kind of, it almost seemed like, AK and Billy Donovan were kind of talking like they thought that they were closer than they were. Like, you fought and scratched to make a play-in tournament, and then you won one playing game. And it almost seemed like they were talking from a standpoint like they accomplished something. We didn't accomplish anything. We failed at every single offseason goal that we have. We did not improve. But again, this is some things to take away from it. Um, when Zach and DeMar uh, threw theirs, they feel like the fit between them, that there's no fit issues or concerns. You know, again, you know, as Bulls fans that have watched this team, some of us have disagreements on at least if Billy Donovan is the coach that can work out those fit concerns. But, hey, they're confident there. Um, AK and Billy uh, also talked about, like, Zach in the second half of Zach's season and how much that really, you know, provided some hope for the next season and what, what they were going to come in and be able to do. And, you know, yeah, Zach finished the season strong. DeMar talking about uh, and saying, listen, there's only 36 people in NBA history that have scored more points than me. Not to say that he won't shoot more threes, but let's be clear here. But he did say that he will work on that. And he will. That you can't expect him to shoot more threes next season. Now we saw that briefly. Like after Pat Bev came back, there was there was a, a few game, probably a five or six game stretch there where Demar was taking more threes and hitting them at a decent clip. And then he kind of went back to what he did. Like Demar can be a better three point shooter than what he has been as far as volume wise. So, you know, if he really does want to adapt and fit with with hopefully helping make this team a little bit more modern offensively, he's going to have to do those things. So we'll see that. Um, but DeMar did say one of the key quotes from him is that when asked about if his offseason uh, workouts, if anybody was going to come to that, if he's going to welcome any young players to that, he said anybody under 24 is mandatory. So if DeMar is still going to be here, he's going to be working those young players out. And I think that it can help. When you look at Kobe, when you look at, Io, when you look at DeMar, I mean, DeMar, when you look at uh, Patrick Williams, Daylon Terry, right, those players all can benefit from learning that work ethic that DeMar DeRozan has and how he prepares for the season. So glad that, glad to see that that hap- is going to happen as well. When asked about Io DeSumo, AK also said he has some work to do in the offseason, but they hope to have him here for a long term. To me, that kind of leaves them as an out to say, you know, I hope to have him. It wasn't as adamant as the other ones. So I do think that AK may, if, if it, it does become a decision between Kobe and Io just because of the space on the roster or the, or the, the, the salary cap, that maybe Io may be a luxury tax, a, 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 a casualty of that. So, you know, those are other things to come out um, with that as well. And when asked about why the Bulls didn't do much at the, at the trade deadline, the two things that he said was this. We chose a lane, which was to stay with the same group, and that came out post-All-Star the right direction. I don't know if we could have made any chances, changes that could have made us do better than 14-9, and nine, which was their record after the All-Star break. 
He also says, I think that was our lane to stay with this group. And secondly, obviously, you need to know what was available. And there were no deals to make this team better. Um, those are the decisions we made and stayed pat. So, you know, I know that everything going around this Bulls team and with the decision to not make any moves in the offseason, it's, listen, it's drawn a lot of critique from me, from Bulls fans, rightfully so. And AK has to get to work this offseason. You have no choice, no option to sit there and just roll the same, or you have the option to roll the same team back. But if you're prepared for a riot, that's the only way that you would go that route. So let's hope that AK makes a little bit better decisions and that he that we go out and, and aggressively try to improve this team because tell you what, those reasons that I hear from you, it sounds cool. I hear I, I get what you're saying that there are no deals out there. Then maybe you didn't want to give up the assets needed to close those deals, but you got to make something shake this this offseason, AK. Now, AK was also asked about the ownership and paying the luxury tax. And he and uh, AK had this to say. In terms of support from ownership from Jerry and Michael, I always I'll always add support and just obviously uh, that's going to have to be justified when we're ready to push forward. It waits to be seen this offseason what this team is going to look like. That's going to have to be justified when we're going to push for it. It's interesting to see. Uh, so, you know, when it comes, when it seems like that, right? And the biggest question and the quote that we've always had is that the Reinsdorfs will pay the luxury tax for a championship team. It seems like AK is ready to try to make that, that, that or try to have that conversation and push for it, even without having a true championship contender just for to improve the roster. So, you know, we'll see. The luxury tax doesn't always guarantee a team is going to be much better. But I tell you what, with a team that is cash-strapped, a team that's already close, a team that has a $21 million contract in Lonzo Ball, and it seems like he's not going to play, and if they don't file for that exception, maybe, maybe there's enough wiggle room to try to get to pay the luxury tax. I have my own frustrations over it. We'll also have a live stream on the channel later today. All of the Chi-Town Sports Central Network will be on it so we can kind of discuss what's going on with the Bulls. But, hey, that's where we sit right now. Wanted to go over that. You guys can let me know down below. What do you think about those season-ending uh, press conferences and how has it left you feeling heading into the offseason? But it's Sunday, so still mailbag day. Let's get into this first voicemail. This one's from Shay. What's up, man? This is Shay. You know, a lot of people say we shouldn't blame Billy and we should blame Billy this, that, whatever, the third. But I think this, you know, I've seen much less talented teams and much less talented Bulls teams make the playoffs very consistently and not even have this trouble. Now, look, I know what a lot of people are going to say. Oh, we had injuries. We had this. We had that. Okay, whatever. Fine. But the talent that we had on this team, we should not have been in the play-in. And on top of that, I feel like this. When I look at some of those, those Vinny Del Negro teams who were – Fairly younger than the Bulls, especially with the one when we had Derrick Rose and and some of them Tom Thibodeau teams, even though they were veterans, but they still had their tr troubles. There's no way we should have been in the play-in, man, especially when Billy has been around for a couple of years. And when this team actually did get better, not now, not in this offseason, but actually when you look at it from last year and we basically bought some of the same guys, that we had the year before, except for Andre Drummond, we should have been in a much better spot. And then, too, I hate to say it, but you ever notice when DeMar DeRozan has a bad game, Billy Donovan tends not to say nothing to him, but yet it was one game was where Zach had, had a bad game and Billy benched him, rightfully so, but, I mean, he definitely plays favoritism, in my opinion. 
Anyway, tell me what Peace. All right. And say, you know, you made the comparison between the Vinny Del Negro coach teams. And here's what I'll say. I understand where you're going. I, I, I understand the basis that you – but the league has improved vastly since then. There's a lot more talent around the league. It's a lot more top-heavy. It's just look at the parity that we have now in the NBA. The Bulls being a 40-42 and 42 team um, back in that Vinny Del Negro era would have had us in like the sixth seed. Um, so we wouldn't even been fighting for a playoff spot. We would have been the sixth seed. So there's a lot more uh, – it's just a lot more wins that you need now to just be in that contention level. That is why the playing became a thing. But I'll tell you what. The biggest thing that I had questions for isn't just that it's the heart that we play with sometimes. And that was solved a little bit on the back half of the season. But I have issues with Billy, Billy, uh, Billy, I almost called him Billy Del Negro, Billy Donovan completely. And I do agree with you, Shay, that there is issues. He's not the only issue. But his coaching styles and philosophies, the two seasons that we have him, three seasons that we've had him, are absolutely an issue. And so I don't necessarily know if I see a Tiger changing the stripes in that way. Uh, like, again, if we do completely overhaul the roster, we can get different results that way. Not completely overhaul, but add the shooting and size that we need that forced Billy Donovan to play them. Players progressing as well helps that. But I've always said this. Billy Donovan will not be the head coach of the Chicago Bulls if, when, we ever get back to being a championship-level team. He just won't be it. So, you know, I, we're not going to move on from him. He's going to be here for at least a couple of more years. It is what it is. Do I agree with it? No. But is it the reality? Unfortunately, yes, it is. Um, all right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Shay. I'm sorry, from Jamal. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's up, hey, this is your boy Jamal back again with another voicemail for you. Uh, let's get into it. So, as we are all well aware, the Chicago Bulls got eliminated uh, from the playing tournament last night against the Miami Heat. And while I am disappointed that we got eliminated by the Heat and everything and we couldn't make the actual playoffs, I think the more disappointing factor when we look at this season is the fact that it took us was was basically the fact that our peak for this season was getting just to the play-in tournament and not the actual playoffs as a whole. Um, I can't even have it be one of those things of, you know, kind of like Steph Curry in 2021 where they were basically the eighth seed and they got eliminated because of the new play-in tournament. It's not even one of those things where it was like, yeah, if this was the old way, we would make the playoffs. It's pretty much like we didn't we weren't really weren't supposed to be in the playoffs regardless. We came in with a record under five hundred. We would have been the tenth seeded uh team if we were in the old rules anyway. So that's kinda of like the big disappointing thing is that it's one of those things that it's not even that we made the plan, it's that if this was the old rules, we wouldn't even be in the playoffs. And that's what's kind of disappointing. Um this season has been so Topsy turvy up and down for the Chicago Bulls. It was like last season we could beat the bad teams, but we had a hard time against the good teams. And when you 
you look back at it, it was one of those things of like, okay, that's kind of understandable in a sense because, you know, it was a team that had just formed together and we, we, we didn't understand how to really win. This season should have been where we understood how to beat the bad teams, but then also would have been able to fight to beat the good teams as well. Um, and we should have improved, yet we did not. While there were some improvements from individual players, I think Zach Levine improved a lot in terms of his defense. Uh, and things like that. Um, I also think his, his head ball handling did improve a bit, not a lot, um, but a bit, uh, more than they did last year. And guys like Kobe White took a massive step, in my opinion, in the development of their game, even though Kobe didn't want to shoot the ball well this season and stuff like that. There was still a lot of disappointing factors. Patrick Williams didn't really take the step that we were looking for, uh, for him and things like that. And I owe the team will regress a lot. Um, I think just as a whole, as a team, we kind of regressed uh, back to what we, we could have been and, and didn't really live up to our full potential. It's going to be interesting to see what AK and Mark do, do this offseason to get us back into some type of contendership. Or Jamal, another great voicemail is always from Jamal. And to simply put it, the team didn't improve. We did not improve this offseason. We are 40 and 42 team after being well above that last season. It did, we did not improve in the way that we need. We didn't go further in the playoffs, which is something that AK pointed to that we wanted to do. We scratched to make a plan. We didn't have more wins. Some of our players regressed. The coaching was sometimes even worse than last season. We failed at every goal that, that was set, not even by fans, but by AK and the front office's own words. We failed by all those, those standards. Now, yes, we had some things to take away from it. Zach Levine playing much better. Kobe White having the season that he had. All great things to say. The flashes of Dalen Terry, I still think Dalen is going to be a baller for this team. But overall, we failed at our goals. It just is what it is. And now we have to figure out a way. Look at the New York Knicks, for example. Look at where they're at. They failed the season prior to now at, at really increasing where they were the season before that. But now this season, they went, they reassessed some things, they made some moves, they made some changes, and they're a much improved team. So anything can happen. But we have to have a front office that is going to make the tough decisions, that is going to make move on from some players that are going to take chances on some players as well. We have to get that back. And I hope that AK is prepared to do that this offseason because we need it. This team needs it. All right, let's get into the next one from Shay. Uh, another one from Shay. Let's go ahead and get into that now. What's up, Hayes? This is Shay. You know, I heard some. I heard a lot of the Bulls season in the immediate press conference, and I've come to the conclusion that I think that they already solved their point guard solution. Now I don't think now I don't necessarily know if it's true or not, but I think they're gonna have Kobe White be our starting point guard. Now look, that might not be the best option, but hey, I think that's the option that they're going with. Now me on the other hand, I probably wouldn't bring back Patrick Beverly, but I would keep Alex Caruso because him and Io off the bench would definitely help. But I know for sure that they're cutting Lonzo Ball with that career-ending injury thing. Anyway, tell me what you think. Kobe White as the starting point guard. I'll tell you what. The skill set that he had, the growth that he showed uh, with his ball handling, with his passing, with his playmaking, with his decision-making, with the basketball IQ, and then the shooting on the back half of the season, right now is the is the, the top. The, I think his chances of being a starting level, uh, a starter for us is higher than what it's ever been. And so let, let's hope that that's the case. Let's hope that that's the case, and let's hope that they can do that. So when it comes to Kobe White and, like, being the starting point guard, I guess, like, ultimately it's just – not that I that I think it would be bad for give a chance uh, for Kobe to start. I just hope that this team goes out 
and gets an actual point guard because I think Kobe can be absolutely dangerous off the bench. And I think we've seen that, right? And, and it can really be a game changer and a momentum switch uh, for the Bulls to have Kobe coming off the bench. But, you know, if, if, if it came down to it and we made the improvements with size, we added some shooting, and then that those shooters weren't point guards and so it thus thrust Kobe White to be the starting point guard, I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily be down on that to start and taking a look. I just... I don't know how fruitful it will be long-term, but, hey, who would have seen Kobe having the leap that he had last season? So, hey, yeah, anything's possible. Right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from – these last two were left before uh, the, the last two games for the Bulls, but I still wanted to play them because from two people who always call in. This first one's from Michael Korn. Hey, hey, how you doing? This is Michael Korn. Just wanted to say, regardless of what the Bulls do tonight, it's been great following your show this whole season. Uh, going back to the draft uh, coming into the season, um, the uh, uh, whatever the Bulls do, man, hope they win. Uh, go Bulls, see red. Uh, all I'm asking is that they beat uh, the Raptors tonight, beat the Heat on Friday, and at least win two games uh, from the Bucks. Uh, if they do that, I will uh, say it's been in the you know uh, uh, an up and down year, but potentially. You know, on balance, better. If they don't get there, then probably still sucks. Anyway, that's on the on the scale. Uh, go Bulls! Uh, 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 you're gonna do it, man. Hey, talk to you later. Bye bye. And just left on the, the Bulls let Michael Korn down. That is the biggest problem with this. The Bulls let Michael Korn down. Michael Korn, who's one of the most level-headed and calm Bulls fans, you let Michael Korn down. That's enough. Should be a reason enough for this team to realize that they were failed. You let Michael Korn of all people down. Come on, Bulls. You got to do better. But, yeah, Michael Corn, none of that happened, bro. Unfortunately, none of that happened. We beat the Toronto Raptors. We didn't beat the Heat. We definitely ain't going on to face the Milwaukee Bucks. It all sucks, bro. But, uh, you know, Michael Corn, I want to thank you for the support throughout the season, man. I'm going to keep giving you guys the content this offseason. You'll know I'll do it, man. So uh, I appreciate your, your just continued support this season. And as we go forth into this offseason and into next season, man, I hope that I can continue to deliver content that you and everybody else enjoy. Let's get into the last voicemail for this weekend. This one is from JT. I think that going into the offseason, I don't think that we're going uh, we to be successful with DeMar continuing on this team. I think that we do need our young players to grow. Me personally, I think they should build an offense around uh, Zach, let Zach just score and build it around P. Will and let him develop. And the reason why I'm saying is because I was listening to the uh, Bulls post-game show on NBC Sports with Will Purdue, and he was saying, how come when, when P. Will is in the lineup with DeMar and Zach, he just don't, you know, he, it's like he, you know, don't be getting his buckets as much. But when they out of the lineup, he just starts scoring like that game versus Dallas and that game versus the, the T-Wolves. Me personally, I disagree with, um, with, uh, Will. I don't, I just don't think that it works with P-Will to be like, you know, getting to that level of like consistently scoring because he deferred to them. And you can say it's a mindset thing, but if you notice, like when he out there by himself, he just, he got his own shot, he created his own shot, he shoot three, he could do all of that. Me personally, I think he better off just being out there by himself or just with Zach because he could get his shot off. And I, I see the potential of him as a 20 point score and even beyond that, but most people don't. But let me know what you think, Hayes. All right. And I had to cut off part of JT's voicemail, but just because a lot of it had stuff to do. This was one that, again, that was left before the last two games. But this part that I played was very still poignant, right? To say that it's, nah, not successful with DeMar DeRozan, right? Um, and, and possibly moving on from DeMar. 
I, I I do think with a with the right coaching philosophies that you can still make it work with Demar. But you think of build more around P. Will. That's one of the bigger questions on what AK is going to do with this roster. Is he going to put the younger players or build the roster in a way that the younger pay, players still have huge roles and or prioritize to 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 rock with them in their development or not? And I've said this before, right? With the Bulls having their own first round pick in 2024, if there's any season that the Bulls are going to really used to see what P. Will is going to be, right? Him and any other player. Next season, the season, because if it does not go right and they end up having to having another down season, we don't have these questions like we do now if we're going to keep our pick or not. So, you know, I do think AK is don't, going to try to drastically improve this team, right? But if they were to move on from DeMar and then thrust P. Will in a spot where he's getting more shots, if it doesn't work and it hurts the team, that gives you that helps you in two different ways. P. Will's extension is up. And one thing that I don't think the Bulls want to go into is an extension with P. Will really trying to figure out, all right, what really is his ceiling, right? To really get a flash of what he's going to look like and what his chances of being if he's a major part of the offensive scheme. Defensively, that's on P. Will. Aggressive, that's all on P. Will. Those are all mental things on P. Will that he has to solve himself. But I do think when you have him a little bit more engaged in the game, we've seen him be better. And so ultimately, I do think that. I do think that, you know, it's a chance. I don't know. Like, I think AK is so stubborn and, and wants to team keep this. And that's not stubborn in a negative way, but wants to keep this team at a certain level that I don't know if he's going to be willing to move on from DeMar, especially after his press conference yesterday. It seems like if AK could have his way, he'd bring everybody back with making a couple of key additions. But most of this team would say the same. So, um, I, man, I just don't know. And, you know, we'll start getting that picture a little bit earlier. I think teams able to negotiate with their own free agents right after the finals is going to help really kind of us to have a more firm picture before even the draft. That's if they do come into work or if we do start hearing, start hearing rumors on what happened with Vooch and things like that. So we'll end up seeing. Um, ultimately, though, I think that um, it can't hurt the Bulls, right, to try to prioritize people, even if DeMar does stay here. And we'll see how that works out. And I understand the issues and the thought process behind DeMar. I'm not taking away from that because you're spot on with that. Um you know, it's just ultimately I think when AK looks at it and when we look at how AK builds the team, he's going to want to keep talent. And unless he replaces talent with another high-level talent, I just don't know if he's actually going to move on from DeMar DeRozan. I don't even know if necessarily that's the right. I think the better thing would be to move on from the coach, but that's not happening either. So, you know, we'll end up seeing AK got a lot of tough decisions to make. And uh, when it comes to build more around P. Will, that is something that I think a lot of us want to see, not because we necessarily think that P. Will so – not all of us still think that P. Will has that superstar ceiling – but we're tired of the questions. Those questions need to be eliminated. We need to see what P. Will got and how he can do it consistently. But to do that, he also has to have a consistent role. I do think him and Kobe got into a great rhythm coming off the bench. We had games where P. Will came off the bench and was aggressive and did and did take shots and, you know, all those things. And even times when we thought, hey, P. Will needed to be in the starting lineup here and there. And so it just comes down to P. Will and the, and the coaching staff really both stepping up in regards to his development and we'll see what that means for next season. But that's it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, we want to leave a text message and our voicemail, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. See red if you can, y'all. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.
spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24.